Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. Yes, that could mean you too. The workouts have been designed to fit into your life so you can move when you can. The 15 minutes you can squeeze in before work. The 20 minutes you get to yourself while the baby naps. The half hour you can spare at lunch. There's a routine for you no matter what your day looks like. A reminder as well, this is included in your Mum Mia subscription. If you are a Mum Mia subscriber, you already have access to Move. Download the Move app and log in with your Mum Mia login. Head to move.mamamia.com.au and use code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Hello and welcome to You Beauty, Mamma Mia's daily podcast for your face. I'm Mamma Mia's executive editor, Lee Campbell. It is Monday and I got dressed up on the weekend. I wore high heels. I did an eye. I'm not talking to mascara. I did an eye. I'm so <laughs> excited. I'm Kelly McCarran and I don't care about me. I want to know, where did you go? What did you do? I just had lunch with one of my friends. It sounds very fancy, but it's not. He has a racehorse and it was racing in the racing in the horses, <laughs> racing at the races, but you can't go to the races. So we had a lunch and it felt very strange after three and a half months of lockdown here in Sydney. Yes. And I hope that Melbourne, you're off to do lovely things and wear lovely makeup soon. Oh. But it was nice. Oh, that's so nice. And now I'm exhausted. <laughs> it is funny, isn't it? Like after not socialising for so long, I feel exactly the same way after anything. Yeah. I actually need like a break the next day because I'm so exhausted yep. from the socialising. Need to decompress. Mm. But it is Monday. We hope everyone's had a good weekend wherever in Australia or the world you are. On Mondays, it's Q&A time. So it's where we answer the questions you've sent through to youbeautyatmamamia.com.au. And let's start with this one from Marianne. Hi, ladies. I have a question about what products and or treatments I should be using to help fade some pink pigmentation on my face. This is mainly on the tops of my cheeks and has occurred from when I would squeeze pimples in my early 20s. Eek! I know of products such as the John Plunkett Super Fade, but this is only advertised for brown pigment, so I'm not sure if purchasing would be a waste of money. I am also happy to get some treatments at the salon, but not sure what to book in for, like laser, needling, ETC. Thank you so much for any advice you can give, love the podcast, Marianne. Excellent question, Marianne. It looks like you've done a bit of research yourself already. So generally, there's two types of uneven skin tone. There is melasma, which is those brown marks that you referred to, which is generally hormonal. They're both versions of hyperpigmentation. And there's post-acne marks or post-acne hyperpigmentation, and they can appear to be kind of more pink or more red that you refer to. Both can be treated with the same ingredients, so that's really good news. You refer to the John Plunkett Superfade. So essentially, the key ingredient in that product is hydroquinone. That's essentially a lightening treatment. It helps to lighten the skin, so obviously to remove any dark spots to make the tone look more even. It's fine to use. It will absolutely work on this. You don't want to use it on brand new acne scarring. So say you had a breakout last week. It's not ideal for that, but it does work on pink and red hyperpigmentation as well as brown hyperpigmentation. You say it's from your early 20s, so it sounds like it's quite a while away. So hydroquinone is fine there. Please, 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 if you're using this product, you have to be so diligent with your SPF. I cannot emphasize that enough. Or you can use retinoids, retinol or vitamin A, which we obviously talk about on the podcast a lot. Different ingredients work differently, but essentially give you the same result. So they're going to over time lighten the dark area and give you a more even looking tone. 
with either of these products, you need to be super diligent, use them at nighttime, you use a lot of sunscreen in the day and you have to work at it for about three months before you see any noticeable change. So choose one or the other and give it a go. Please do not try and combine vitamin A and hydroquinone in the same routine just because they're both very powerful active ingredients. So you need to know what you're doing there. You mentioned in salon. It depends on, I mean, yes, there's definitely lots of things you can do. It depends on what kind of severity you've got there. You say you've got some red marks. I wonder if you've got any acne marks like divots that are literally like an uneven surface. I would first start with needling because it's a little bit more gentle and really great on this kind of thing. And then maybe look at some laser resurfacing if you do have some form of divots or any marks and you want to even out the surface, not just the visible tone. And did I mention sunscreen? (laughs) You have to, if you're treating hyperpigmentation in any way, you have to literally make sunscreen your goal. bathe in sunscreen, make love to the sunscreen because one step forwards, two step backs with anything like this and that if you go out in the sun and you're skin sensitive because you're using these products, you're just going to make the problem worse. Does that make sense? It sure does. And I think as well for Marianne, like if she does want to go down the professional route, her skin therapist or whoever's looking after her skin, they'll be able to actually have a look at it closely and be able to advise the best course of treatment as well. Yes, that's such a good point. Don't just walk into a salon and say, I want needling. Go in and say, this is my concern. What is your solution? Because they might say, hey, we've got this great new peel or we're just trialing this laser or whatever it may be. There's developments all the time. So just tell them your problem and they will offer you a solution. The glorious lords that are our skin therapists, huh? Oh, I've missed them. Yes. I've got an appointment tonight actually with mine. Oh my gosh, I've missed her. I'm going to cuddle her. Are you allowed to cuddle? I can't remember. Bella Mears? Yes, Karina. Yes. I have seen her actually. We've been walking in lockdown, but she couldn't touch my face. It wasn't legal. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so our second question is from Sarah, who was sent through a voice memo. Hi, Lee and Kelly. It's Sarah here. First of all, a long-time listener, a long-time lover of all your podcasts, first-time caller. I had a question about what I'm going to call IVF skin. I've been doing IVF treatments, you know, for my first son and then trying again for the second for about 10 months now. And with all the hormones, obviously I've been getting breakouts and cystic acne and my skin's really oily and dry in different parts. And I'm trying to steer away of too many chemicals and I guess look for kind of pregnancy safe options just to be cautious. So yeah, I was just curious if you had any ideas of how to kind of tackle what I'm calling IVF skin. Thanks so much. Oh, Sarah, I want to give you a big cuddle because I know exactly how you feel. I've done a whole bunch of rounds of IVF before, so my skin was in exactly the same position as yours is, and I'm doing fertility treatment at the moment, so can relate. Okay, it's likely that your skin is more sensitive, and you might even be getting a few little random spots and breakouts, even if you didn't break out before, because thank you, hormones. And Kelly can talk to this in a minute because IVF slash trying to conceive skin if you're on hormone replacements or any sort of hormone therapy is quite similar to pregnancy skin. You need to be careful here because natural is a bit of a funny term and it doesn't technically mean anything because every single ingredient in everything we use and we eat is a chemical. So I would be looking for gentle as opposed to natural. So just one example is that natural could contain essential oils and they are very volatile. They can cause damage to sensitive skin. They're definitely not safer. So for me, when I was going through IVF and even now with my sensitive skin on different hormones, 
I'm using an AHA general kind of gentle exfoliant a couple of days a week. I don't want to do anything too hardcore. I'm feeding my skin lots of delicious antioxidants. So finding a vitamin C that works with your skin, which I know can be difficult because vitamin C can sometimes make you break out as well. And you're like, thanks, that's the last thing I need. But a vitamin C that your skin can tolerate, you use that in the morning. A really nice gentle cream cleanser, nothing too foamy or strippy. Avoid retinols and vitamin A. That is just the general guidelines around pregnancy to be safe. Confusingly, some of them are okay to use during pregnancy, but I think it's just easier to avoid that category altogether. And just listen to your skin. I find when I was doing IVF and even when I was pregnant, if I put a product on my skin that my skin tolerated pre-pregnancy, it told me pretty much straight away if it didn't like it, if it was much more sensitive and it couldn't tolerate, so I'd wash it off. But yeah, delicious hydration, antioxidants, vitamin C while you're going through this and good luck. Kel, have you found that the hormones have made your skin different? Yes, I couldn't agree more with what you just said that you know straight away, whereas sometimes it might take a few days prior. It's so funny. It's like everything is just so heightened. So I could try a new mask or try a cleanser or something that maybe previously was fine for my skin. Like I will actually have an instant reaction. It's so interesting. Like I'll either get a lot of little bumps all over my skin or it will be itchy and I just need to wash it off straight away and then just sort of help calm it down. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say that my skin has changed that much. I'd say it's definitely more dehydrated as my pregnancy advances. Like every single day I'm sort of noticing more fine lines, which is for me a big sign of my dehydration because, Mm -hmm. you know, they're not wrinkles, wrinkles. They're just like that sign that I need more water in my skin. So I've just been upping, like making sure that I'm really diligent with using my hyaluronic acids before anything else in the morning and evening and just trying to get as much water back into my skin as possible. Yeah, I think that's a really good tip. And particularly, obviously, because you're pregnant, your body is doing so many things. But even going through the IVF process, your body's also doing that as well. It's producing, you know, 10 times the amount of eggs that it normally did. And that takes a huge amount of energy away from other places. So like Kelly says, just lots of beautiful water hydration and gentle ingredients. And we hope that your IVF journey is successful. You know, just when you say that, Lee, it really is. Oh, women are just such superheroes, I think. Like Absolutely. our bodies, are, you know, they're working 10 times as hard to produce eggs. That's wild. Yeah. And then you have a random breakout and you're like, you're really down about that. And your poor body's like, oh, give me a break. I'm doing a fair bit over here. <laughs> Oh, well, I hope that we've helped today. If you have a question you'd like answered on the pod, please send us an email or voice memo to youbeautyatmamamia.com.au because we will be back answering more next week. And you can always get more product recos from our wonderful UBs in the You Beauty Facebook group. Thanks for listening to this episode of You Beauty, Mamma Mia's daily beauty podcast. Have a fabulous week. Bye. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of the land we have recorded this podcast on, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures.